Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Well, good Thursday afternoon from Lincoln. This is Eric Hunt. Welcome to another edition of the weekly weather update and outlook. To start off by taking a look at the U.S. Drought Monitor, which was released first thing this morning. And again, we still see quite a bit of severe and extreme drought across a good portion of the country, uh, particularly up here in the Midwest. We are seeing rapid intensification, expansion of drought across Texas and getting into the Southwest where you've had a very hot, dry summer. And again, as I pointed out in the last couple of updates, I am getting concerned about the drought up here in the Pacific Northwest. They've had a very dry year. As a matter of fact, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, which you know averages maybe 15 inches of rain a year, has actually had more rainfall this year than both Seattle and Portland. Again, very unusual. Seattle and Portland tend to get quite a bit of precipitation later in the year. So if things get a bit wetter, I would expect them to actually still beat Scotts Bluff for the year. But the fact that we are this deep into the year and they have more precipitation than them is relatively astounding. Again, uh, areas where we see some of the heaviest drought conditions in Nebraska, though, would be uh, kind of the same places where we've had it for a long time. So this would be Nance County getting down into Merritt County. Hamilton County is probably the epicenter at this point in northern Clay County. And I just want to show you, for those of you who actually are able to watch this on video, this is a picture of a dryland cornfield in northern Clay County. This is taken by Jenny Rees, an extension educator. Again, this is... You know, if this was September, I would say, well, it maybe just was hailed out or something. This is actually drought impacts. And again, there's probably little to no yield in that, which is very unfortunate for whoever's field that is. Again, it's my understanding that this is not necessarily an uncommon site. As you go into Clay and Knuckles counties, I don't know that all fields look this bad. But again, the odds of having uh, above trend corn on dry land conditions in that area of the state is basically zero at this point. Taking a broader look across the north central U.S. where we have most of the corn and soybean production in the U.S. Uh, again, some other areas I want to note is besides that area in eastern Nebraska. We do have a pretty significant pocket of drought here in eastern Iowa. Again, Wisconsin's been very dry this summer and we are definitely seeing We've seen pretty good intensification of drought across Minnesota. We have, we still have a lot of drought in Missouri. We have seen significant improvements in parts of Missouri. Unfortunately for them, that came at the expense of flooding. So one extreme to another. And again, we still have extreme drought in a lot of Kansas. Some places have had pretty decent precipitation in this extreme to exceptional drought area of central Kansas in the last week. But uh, some of that also fell after the data cut off, which was Tuesday morning. Um, but it's kind of going back to Nebraska, taking a look at drought across the state. So, again, we now have uh, just a little over half the state is in drought. Again, we would love to see that number get lower. But the fact that it's 53 percent of the state in drought and not 99 percent of the state in drought as it was in early May is certainly an improvement. And I really want to point out that we've lost a lot of we've lost the D4 up here in northeastern Nebraska which have been in place for quite a while. And by quite a while, I mean that there are portions of Stanton, Wayne, and Cumming counties that have been in exceptional droughts since the map of August 30th of last year. So again, almost a one calendar year was spent in D4. That is very unusual in eastern Nebraska, certainly east of 100th Meridian. Exceptional drought in general is, by definition, a very rare outcome. 
But in the past, if we have seen D4 develop in this portion of the state, it tends to have been uh, at least improved within three months. This took almost a whole year. Just taking a look at where things have changed across the state in the last 13 weeks. So most of the state has seen improvement. The exceptions are kind of central Nebraska or east central central Nebraska. So Grand Island over at about York. Again, now some places in here have seen improvement in the last, say, two weeks. So, for example, York has improved in the last two or three weeks. But compared to where they were in early May, it still is considered degradation. Same thing being true in over toward Omaha, so Douglas, Sarpy, Cass, Eastern Saunders, Southeastern Washington counties. Uh, again, these were places that are technically in worse shape now than they were in May. I would probably argue that we probably are in better shape. Generally, we're at this point in May, but in terms of the official categorization of the U.S. Drought Monitor, uh, we have seen a degradation. But across western Nebraska, again, two, three, in some cases, four category increases uh, so, it, again, we've lost a lot of drought in the western part of the state this year, which is great news because that had been going on for a couple of years. Again, I think the area where we had the most concern would be kind of between Grand Island and York getting down on the Highway 281 corridor going down toward the Kansas border. Again, this is an area of the state that generally has not had as much precipitation in the last six weeks as what we have seen further east and north and they haven't really seen the improvements to the dryland crops that you that you had further east and north. So where has precipitation fallen in the last 14 days? Well, across the state, the big winters were across uh, Dundee and Hitchcock counties in southwestern Nebraska, where we had four to five inches of rain. We had a very wet week in North Platte, and we had a very wet week just east of Shatter. And so again, we had a lot of places in western Nebraska where we had two to four, some cases, five inches of rain. Um, again, there are a lot of years that rainfall would be incredibly welcome this year. It's probably still welcome on some level. Um, but again, we are still dealing with a bit of delayed winter wheat harvest in places. So uh, some of the rain we've had in the last two weeks was entirely welcome. Uh, but again, I think in terms of getting recharged for groundwater, this is certainly good news. Very good precipitation across the Highway 30 corridor of eastern and northeastern Nebraska. So again, this has really helped uh, bring about the one category change in the drop monitor uh, that I sort of had predicted last week. I was really hoping that we could maybe get some of the area further west and south out of D4, but there just wasn't really enough precipitation. The indicators there still are pretty bad, and the impacts to agriculture are just absolutely astounding. I think some of the worst conditions that you probably have seen some of those places in decades. But just taking a, a little broader look across other parts of the country, again, what's really pointing, what really shows up here to me, again, almost no precipitation across the majority of the state of Texas and the southern Oklahoma the last two weeks. Weak monsoonal moisture, not zero moisture here across parts of the southwest, but again, definitely less than usual and certainly less than last year. Last year was a quite, quite good monsoon season. Again, just continued very good rains here across the High Plains and Front Range. This is definitely one of the wettest years on record across a lot of eastern and northeastern Colorado. Western Nebraska certainly has been very wet this year, southeast Wyoming. And we had very good precipitation here across the Black Hills and up into western North Dakota. And again, as we get to the northern part of the plains, this is this very welcome moisture. It certainly was welcome for the spring wheat and other grain crops that grow up in this area. And we have had some moisture here across northwestern Iowa, which was also an area that was definitely needing precipitation. 
But there are some areas in the Midwest that have missed out locally in Nebraska. Uh, the area right here where we are sitting in Lincoln really has not had much precipitation last two weeks. Again, it has been zero. We've had precipitation. We've just been getting 1,500s, two-tenths of an inch when places north and south of us have been getting an inch to two inches. So, again, we are not in terrible shape here locally, but we could use a, a nice soaking. Some parts of northeastern Nebraska, so again, Knox County, Nebraska, a little bit less precipitation. And, again, this area just kind of around Holder, just east of Holders and south of Kearney. Uh, has definitely had so the area right around Menden, for example, it's probably only had about a, maybe half inch an inch of rain in the last week. Uh, again, you really can see where we've had very heavy precipitation here across Missouri in the last couple of weeks. Um, so this is, if you think about where that ridge has mostly been planted in the last two weeks, this area has been kind of on the northeastern periphery and has been favored for very heavy precipitation. Uh, in a lot of cases, we've had some flooding from this. We definitely have had some flooding in western Kentucky, northwestern Tennessee. And we saw precipitation develop across parts of Oklahoma and into Arkansas from thunderstorm complexes over the last week. So again, we saw some breakdown of this ridge earlier in the week. We definitely have had some precipitation here across parts of Kansas and Oklahoma, where we maybe haven't had it in a few weeks. And again, we have very robust precipitation here into parts of Illinois and Indiana. Some places here in western Illinois had been a bit drier in the previous two weeks. Uh, so rainfall was welcomed. I don't know that some places needed four to seven inches of rain. So, um, and again, going back to areas where it's been dry, this area here across north central parts of northeastern Iowa have been very dry here in the last couple of weeks. I would bet there are some places in here that have had almost no precipitation in two weeks. Take a look at vegetation conditions across the state. Again, the, we are very, very moist across western Nebraska. We've had a lot of precipitation this year and with the exception of the last part of July, we generally haven't had a whole lot of heat this year. We haven't had a reasonably low number of days of highs over 90 here in the Panhandle and north central Nebraska, compared, especially compared to recent years. Again, the forest vegetation conditions are showing up Hamilton, York, western Seward County, Fillmore County, Clay County, kind of getting Knuckles County, Webster County. These, again, this is probably mostly a reflection of just really, really poor pastures and really poor dryland corn and soybean. And again, there are a lot of dryland corn fields in this part of the state that simply are knee high, maybe waist high. Some of them are tassel, very few of them actually have produced ears. So again, I think we're looking at um, a lot of zero yield uh, fields. So again, the northeastern part of the state where we have been an exceptional extreme drought this year, I do think conditions are better. Just hearing from the, some of the extension educators up here, they have been able to uh, keep the pivots and off or at least been running them a lot less frequently here in recent weeks with, with good precipitation. And it sounds like even some of the dry land crops up in that area are doing better. Again, there are there's some pretty nice soils you get up here to this part of the state. And I think the precipitation just has come in just enough time here in the last couple of weeks to uh, certainly help the soybean crop. And it, it sounds like the corn crop could, it's probably not going to be a great year, maybe probably still below average, but I think we're maybe looking at maybe a 10, 15% reduction and not an 80, 90% reduction like we're probably looking at uh, an hour and a half to your Southwest. And again, so again, in the Eastern part of the state, I think things are just generally in really pretty good shape here. So getting Cass, Odo, Nemaha, Richardson counties, I think we could be looking at, um, I don't know about extremely good yields this year, but I think we should expect to have much better yields than last year in this part of the state, maybe rivaling 2021 in some cases. I know 2021 was a record year for some guys, if not 21, 2018 certainly was. 
And again, I think if we can get precipitation here for the rest of the season, then I think we should be looking at pretty good conditions in this part of the state. Taking a, a closer look, or taking a, I'm sorry, taking a look broadly across the country, I wanted to show this and talk about this map. So this is a change in the classification on veg dry going back a month. And for those of you listening, again, just I want you to kind of keep in graphics in your mind. So where we have seen degradation in the last month this year across Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, where we've just had very little precipitation and a lot of heat. Even for the, I know it's generally hot down there in the summer, but they've re have really had just immense amount of heat, and it's really taking the toll on the vegetation. So again, the Texas Panhandle, things are generally not too bad. They've had a little bit less heat. They've had some precipitation, and generally things were in such good shape there earlier in the year that I think the, or they had such good precipitation earlier this spring and summer that I think they are doing okay. But what I want to point out to you, a couple different features as we get into the Corn Belt. Again, we are showing some very nice positive changes here across eastern Nebraska. And I, I think this time of year, this is, 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 this is a good signal for having a good possibility of good yields. So even if we were showing somewhat decent or average conditions, if we had seen a rapid degradation, say like a one or two category decrease on veg dry, that would indicate to me that we are heading in the wrong direction. This change shows me that we are heading in the right direction. We are heading in the right direction across a lot of portions of northeastern Nebraska as well. And again, we are seeing some uh, improvements here across a lot of western Nebraska. The one area in the state where we haven't seen improvement, again, is parts of south central and east central Nebraska. So again, kind of that Highway 81, Highway 281 corridor, south of York, south of Grand Island. Again, these are parts of the state that uh, we're not in good shape going into July, and have, things have probably, according to VegStry, have gotten even worse. So, again, I think we're looking at just a, an historically awful year for any dry land crops in this region. Another area of, or other areas of interest for stress, we have a large portion of Iowa that has shown degradation on VegStry. And I think that's instructive because we have seen corresponding decreases in classification on the U.S. drought monitor. So a lot of eastern Iowa is now in severe drought. My guess is we are definitely looking at reduced corn yields in the state of Iowa this year. I, I would guess that we could still salvage a somewhat decent year if we can get recent, a decent precipitation in here. I think the one saving grace is there hasn't been a whole lot of heat. But again, I don't like seeing this widespread of degradation across the state of Iowa between early July and early August. This, and as I'll explain a little bit later, I, 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 this is quite concerning for this area uh, in terms of the outlook. And again, we have definitely seen degradation up here in Minnesota where you've just really not had much precipitation in recent weeks. Again, I think we're probably looking at a bit of a down year in Minnesota. Interesting to note that we really just are not seeing a lot of degradation show up here in parts of Minnesota, we are labeled in extreme to severe to extreme drought. Maybe that means that they just are actually having a somewhat okay year, even despite the drought. I think, the, again, time and the combine will tell in that area. Again, but good news is I think a lot of Illinois and Indiana and Michigan, not that Michigan's a huge corn producing state, but again, I think the two other I states, Iowa, uh, sorry, Indiana, Illinois, are generally showing improved conditions the last month. I think that is a very good sign. And again, I think we could still be looking at uh, reasonably good yields coming out of those out of those two states this year. 
Um, I think it's still a little bit too early to tell across Nebraska. I think irrigated corn should be probably around average. I don't think we're looking at an amazing year. We're not looking at a bad year, at least according to some of the work that Patricia Grassini and some others in the agronomy department have done with modeling. And I think we are definitely looking at an improved year compared to last year in the dry land eastern portion of the state. I don't know that we're looking at quite as good a yields as we did in 2021. I just have a hard time believing, especially here in parts of Lancaster and Saunders County, where we were just so dry early in the year that you could have an instant precipitation total between April 15th and June 1st and still turn out really, really good corn yields. If we do, then I think that is an absolute credit to modern genetics. So next couple of slides, next couple of slides I want to talk about are soil moisture. So the first one is grace-based root zone soil moisture, which I've been talking about a lot lately. And again, across Nebraska, it shows according to at least the percentiles that we are generally sort of near average or above average for soil moisture, which again, this makes sense. We've had a lot of precipitation across Western Nebraska. It does show this area of South Central Nebraska as being in lower percentiles. Again, I would surprise this isn't showing it a bit lower. This is, we are definitely dealing with historical conditions down in this area. I know they have had some recent precipitation, but there's no way that the bottom part of that profile is, has any moisture down there. I just, I have a hard time thinking that's actually the case. But I definitely think we have improved across northeastern Nebraska, where we have had pretty good precipitation recently. Now, if you're just listening on the podcast, just take my word for it visually. But there are some major differences between this product and another product that I'm finally happy able to show. This is a sport list product. This is run out of Marshall Space Flight Center down in Huntsville. I haven't been able to show this in the last couple of months because there was a major data disk outage and they were not able to produce any products uh, from LIS. Uh, but again, I think I think somewhere between the previous math that shows almost all Nebraska's in pretty good shape versus this one, which shows the western part of the state being in really good condition and still some uh, much drier conditions across central and eastern Nebraska, somewhere in the middle is probably the case. I would be inclined to actually think that sport list is actually a lot more accurate here across the Kansas Nebraska border where we have uh, you know probably close to fifth or tenth tenth percentile conditions or lower. Uh, again, I think we're probably getting closer to, in our area, we're probably maybe average or slightly below average. Again, I think this kind of re is reflective of this. So I would actually tend to think this is more realistic across eastern Nebraska. And again, it's showing pretty dry conditions here across a lot of the eastern half of Iowa, getting into Wisconsin and southeastern Minnesota, where we haven't really had much precipitation. But again, as I talked about with that veg dry change map, it's interesting that we aren't seeing a lot of degradation here across southern Minnesota, where we are, where I, by most indicators are in drought, in some cases, severe extreme drought. Down here in Iowa, we are definitely seeing lots of signals of degradation with the vegetation. Again, I, I just have a hard time believing that seeing that robust a signal of vegetation degradation and not having some impact to crops. So that concludes the portion, uh, the update portion. So let's kind of move into the uh, next week ahead. So across the state this week, I think we've got a, a storm system moving in from the north on Sunday. And I think we should pay close attention to this. I don't think this is going to be a significant severe weather outbreak, but I do think we are going to have at least a couple different rounds of thunderstorms that will be moving in from the north and northwest across central and eastern Nebraska. Again, I think this is primarily a risk and uh, from 
Broken Bow and Points East, I think North Platte West, I think you will stay dry on Sunday. And I think you're going to stay dry for pretty much the entire week. Uh, again, the central and eastern portion of the state, I think the, there's probably a couple of different rounds of thunderstorms possible. First one being late Saturday night and Sunday morning, and then later Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. Again, some places could get uh, an inch or two, maybe two and a half inches of precipitation. I am not forecasting everybody to get that much precipitation, but there will be widespread precipitation. I think everybody should at least get a quarter and a half inch on uh, between Saturday night and early Monday morning. And then after that, we should that will become with the with the frontal passage that should clear the state. And again, I think we're looking at a very very nice day for mid August on Monday. I think we're looking at highs probably in the low 80s across southwestern and western or southwestern Nebraska and Panhandle. And I think we're probably looking at highs mid 70s to about 80 across most of the rest of the state. Again, that's probably running somewhere between five and 10 degrees below average, on depending on where you are. And I think we should see lower humidities. And very nice overnight temperatures going to Tuesday morning. We'll see a quick bounce back to seasonal to maybe seasonally warm temperatures across most of the state Tuesday, Wednesday, and then probably uh, into Thursday across the eastern half of the state. We are going to be pretty warm in the Panhandle. I do think we, some places, especially your more favored warm locations around Scotts Bluff, we probably will see some temperatures in the mid to upper 90s on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, it looks like we should have a frontal passage passing through the state as we get in the day on Thursday and into Thursday night. And that should bring sharply cooler temperatures. So again, I think we're looking at a pretty nice cool down Friday. Right now, it looks like next Friday should actually be a relatively pleasant day across most state highs. Again, uh, somewhere probably ranging between the mid 70s and low 80s. And it looks like we should have at least one night, maybe two nights with lows between 50 and 60, depending on where you are in the state. Western part of the state generally, of course, has lower overnight lows this time of year. But I want to point out that it looks right now that this the cool down next week will be somewhat temporary. As we get into the week of August 21st, I think we're going to start seeing more routine, warmer temperatures. So the expectation right now is for this ridge to sort of spread north and eastward again, like we saw in July. Now, I am cautiously optimistic that we're not looking at a repeat of the extreme heat that we had in late July, but it does look like we are in for potentially the most pronounced or most prolonged stretch of warm weather that we've had since probably June. And again, this there's a little ways to go. Sometimes these eight to 14 day outlooks aren't don't always capture the dynamics of the atmosphere as well as they do in the say the three to five or even six to 10 day outlook. And these, models have tended to be a little bit aggressive on heat in this in this time frame nevertheless there has been some consistent signal in recent days to start trying to build back the heat into the central u.s and again if it's two or three degrees above average in late august again that's highs at least in most of the state that's high somewhere between the upper 80s and low 90s that's better than late july when that means highs generally in the mid 90s or, or low to mid 90s so again i, I don't think we're looking that extreme heat, but again, this might be something that lasts for a good portion of the rest of August and maybe into early September. Precipitation chances. Again, I, I'm fairly bullish on precipitation here in eastern part of Nebraska, central Nebraska on Sunday. But, and then again, with the frontal passes Thursday night and Friday, meteorology would suggest that thunderstorms will be possible. Models right now are terribly bullish on precipitation, but again, with the frontal passage, this time of year, there's always at least some hope there's 
there will be some thunderstorms. Uh, but again, I, I think we will hopefully get really good precipitation across this region because I think we could certainly maybe use everybody can use a good shot of rain before we head into what looks like a drier week. It may be potentially a drier last half of the month. And again, as I brought up earlier, this part of Iowa I'm pointing out is for the degradation just because it is a very important corn soybean producing area of the country. They were already seeing degradation. And if they aren't looking to get a whole lot of precipitation through the next week to 10 days, which it looks like they should get some, maybe not a lot. And if they can't really recharge their profile, if we start going dry and they turn hot, then again, I think that would probably exacerbate conditions that are there. So that wraps up this weekly weather update and outlook for the week ending August 10th, 2023. Talk to you next week. 